0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Graveyard. This time, it's a little different. It's not just a Graveyard review, it's a franchise review. I'm looking through all the games in a series. This time, it's the Uncharted series. And I'm going to tell you my thoughts on each individual game, kind of score them, and then at the end, just give you my idea of what I think of the franchise as a whole. So, you know what? Let's go back to 2013. The release of the new consoles, the PS4 and the Xbox One. Now, I actually knew going into this generation that i was only going to get one system this time i wasn't going to have both in the past i've had both but i knew with just where i'm at in life it was only going to be one and i really had a hard decision on what i was going to go with and ultimately at the end of the day one of the big factors was exclusive games and i'm not gonna lie uncharted was pretty close to the top of the list the idea that I would have an Xbox and be loving it, don't get me wrong, but an Uncharted game would come out and I wouldn't get to play it? That was hard to think about. So, I went with the PS4. Now, before I get into each game, I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about what makes this series as a whole so amazing. See, I want a great story out of a game. Not just great gameplay. I'll even play a game with crappy controls and crappy gameplay if the story is great. I actually played through and beat Batman Dark Tomorrow just because the story was so good. This franchise has four great self contained stories and an amazingly mature overarching storyline as well. Each game has its own great adventure story, but the way this amazing non-cliche relationships in these games happen really show how far Naughty Dog has pushed storytelling in games. Now let's look at them through order of release and I'll kind of give you an idea what's going on. There may be some spoilers, but these games at this point are pretty old, so don't be too shocked. Uncharted Drake's Fortune. So I talked about how this generation I decided I only was going to choose one of the consoles. I didn't do that last time like I said. bought my 360 in March of 2016 and I was actually happy to wait until Metal Gear 4 dropped before buying the PS3 which was way overpriced. However, from the E3 trailer of Uncharted which funny enough was commonly referred to as Dude Raider at the time, I was very intrigued by this game. Flash forward to about January of 2008 and two months after the game release, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to pick up a PS3 and play this game. Right off the bat, I remember thinking about how amazing the graphics were in this game. I just spent two years in the 7th generation, but these graphics actually blew me away. Understand, this is not knocking the 360. I'm just talking about how much of a step up... In graphics uncharted was the colors you're in the jungle anytime you're in a jungle a lot of times games have the advantage to really showcase lighting and color and they did it here i remember just having drake run through the water because i would be in oz he would get out and his shirt would be wet and you would watch it dry over time i can't think of any game at the time that was doing little touches like that maybe they were and i just don't remember but i i'm a sucker for those details when assassin's creed origins did it as well i thought it was so cool I'm not a guy that really gets hung up on graphics or expects the best, and I honestly can't tell you what a frame rate a game is running at, but these little details really suck me in and really make me appreciate what they've done here. The story surprised me at just how non-cliché it was. I remember thinking in the beginning how much I liked Sully, and it sucked because you could clearly see he was going to portray Drake after he returns later in the game. You just knew it was a setup, but no. He is one of Drake's closest allies. His whole thing about getting shot and the bullet being protected. The bullet being stopped by Sir Francis Drake's journal was a hundred percent true. He is down with Drake, and I love that Then there's Elena, who is the romance of the series. Not only does she not have the typically comically huge boobs, but she also isn't a damsel in distress. She's wise cracking. She has jokes, and the conversations you have with these characters are just awesome. And they feel like what real people would say and feel, and you can't help but love these characters. The gameplay is great, and combined with the adventure-style story, it's like that popcorn action movie. Because Uncharted, Naughty Dog, they just absolutely nailed what an adventure game should be. For this game... Having just replayed it as part of the Nathan Drake collection, I gotta say it is a solid 9.0. Backward it release, yeah, I probably would have given it higher, maybe a 9.25. This is also the Uncharted game that I've played more than any of them. I've played this game through four times. I absolutely loved it as much the fourth time as I did the first time. Definitely give this game a shot if you get the chance. Moving along, we had Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Now let's just say... When you go to make a sequel to a game, the goal is to make it bigger and better. Keep what works and prove what doesn't. Naughty Dog not only achieved this with Uncharted 2, but they also set the standard bear. Look, this is an action-adventure game. This game also did something amazing. It has probably one of the best opening levels in gaming. And that's a huge thing to say. But when you start off the game hanging off a cliff in a train trying to make your way up... Man, that really sets the tone for what you're going to be doing in here. They went bigger in every way they could with this. But they also made sure the story was bigger and they built up Sully and Drake's relationship. Pointing out Drake's obsession with chasing the treasure. And most importantly, they brought back Elena and continued to make a real chemistry between them. I mean, they start off with the tease that Drake was now with Chloe and that was going to be a relationship. Then Elena comes back. But Naughty Dog wrote it so well that almost immediately you can tell Drake still loves her. In fact, at one point he makes a point to ask Chloe, do you, do you think Elena and her camera guy are a couple? They're not a couple, are they? And Chloe picks up on it immediately. It's great because you're just rooting for Elena and Drake to get together. She wasn't just some girl from the first game that makes a cameo. She was the girl you wanted to see with him. It's amazing how it really anchored the series. By the end of this game, you're rooting for them to be together and stay together in the rest of the games, honestly. You don't want her just to be a character in this series. You want it to be much more. Like I said, though, everything was improved. They added a stealth mechanic to the game that works really well. They also had a better hand-to-hand combat option. In the first game, it was really kind of hit or miss being okay. This game, it works really well. The environments are stunning, and there's huge temples to explore. Cities, snow-covered mountains... The jokes are funny, standing out from the previous games. I still have a laugh when I think about the final line of the game. This game also really pushed the set pieces. As mentioned, there's an amazing train sequence in the game of you hanging off the cliff trying to climb up it. But wait till you get farther along in the story where you actually play through the events leading up to that. It's just so well done. What I love about this game as well is that the treasure you're looking for had some supernatural elements to it but it also has a grounded feel to it it's something that really makes it stand out i enjoyed it Uh, i definitely say give it a shot overall i'd have to give this game a 9.5 it is dang near perfection my biggest fault in the game and this was when i played through it the first time and replaying it through recently is the amount of times they put so many enemies at you and While they're not necessarily bullet sponges themselves, there are a ton of enemies that have so much armor on that it takes so much work to get that armor off. It just doesn't fit in with some of the other enemies, so it almost feels like they just did that to make it more challenging. And I found myself very frustrated in a few spots in this game. But that should not take away from just how great the story, the characters, and everything about the game is. Uncharted 3 Drake's Deception So what do you do after you make a great first game and improve on everything for the second game? Well Naughty Dog took those improvements and improved upon them or made great parts bigger. Of course I'll start with the relationships in this game as two are highlighted and the first one being one of the big backdrops of the game and that's the relationship between Drake and Sully. You knew Sully was like this father figure to Drake but here you actually see how they met up and you get the idea that Sully also sees Drake The same way it's a father-son dynamic then toward the end of that game when you think sully has been shot wow it happened to me back when i first played the game in 2011 it happened to me when i recently played it in 2020 you just get mad and you want to destroy every enemy around you luckily it's not real and it's just part of the mystery of the game the other relationship of the game is elena and drakes you find out after the events of uncharted 2 they were married but somewhere along the way they were separated. I mentioned in Uncharted 2 that Drake's love of the chase and when it comes to treasure has been mentioned. Well, it gets brought out in the open here and it just really becomes a sticking point with his character. The love he has for the chase has caused his marriage to be on the verge of failing. And once you meet up with Elena, there's an odd tension where you can tell they both want to be with each other. But Drake's obsession is coming between them. What I love about it is that it feels natural. It feels exactly how it feels like when you and your significant other have a fight and you don't know how to navigate it the next few days or however long it takes to get back on the same page. Luckily, by the end of the game, Drake is able to mend things. And you finally get the sense that Drake and Elena will have that happily ever after life you always want it for them. Now let's talk about some gameplay stuff. And, you know, they really upped the set pieces in this game as well. With two major pieces sticking out of my mind. First, you find yourself on an old, dilapidated cruise ship that becomes damaged and begins to sink, leaving you rushing out. This combines gunfights and platforming and this tension that you're going to drown. I loved it. It was so much fun the first and the second time. Later in the game, it's the scene that most people remember from the advertising, and that's you fighting your way out of a crashing cargo plane. This is a great scene. Both are. But the plane scene really sets up the desert scene, which is just by far one of the Best looking set pieces in gaming ever. And the cool thing is, is it's pretty empty. It's just Drake walking around a bunch of sand. But it looks so good. Speaking of that. Once again the graphics are amazing in this game. On PS3 and on PS4. They had a plenty of ver- buried environments in the game as well. There's a Syrian castle. An old mansion that well, gets set on fire. And that looks great. A marketplace and a desert. All look great. And all make this feel like a worldly Adventure. I love it. The gameplay is great as ever. The series does a great job with pacing. So you don't feel like you're platforming too long. Or just in one shootout after another. I did have an issue still with enemy becoming bullet sponges. Because sometimes they have too much armor. And there is that pirate level that everybody complains about. But you know what? I actually feel like they were both done better than what was done in Uncharted 2. And I talked about my frustrations in that. Overall, this game... It, to me, bumped itself up from probably originally being a 9.25 back in 2011, but replaying it a couple of weeks ago, I, I'd give it a 9.5. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. I love it. Yes, it has some of those same kind of, you know, too many armored enemies in one spot, but it's just so good. I, I really, really have to say that where before I thought Uncharted 2 edged it out, I actually kind of think Uncharted 3... Edges out Uncharted Two out on this replay, and then we have Uncharted Four: A Thief's End. Nathan Drake's swan song. Could it possibly live up to the hype it got? I mean, it's one of the games I bought a PS4 for, or be as good as the previous three? Would it be a fitting into the series and the story? We all knew going into it was going to be Drake's final game. Like, how do you live up to that? Here's a character that in just seven years has really taken over gaming, and you're going to end him already? But I can honestly say they did a fantastic job uh, between the relationships in this game to, I gotta say, there's one scene where you're Nathan and you're just walking around you and Elena's house and you're looking around your basement and you're seeing all these old memories and then you just explore the house and it's just, it feels real. And at the end of the game when you're playing as Cassie, Nathan and Elena's daughter in the epilogue, again, you're seeing all these old adventures and you're seeing what's going on in the life in the last roughly 15 years or so and it just it's amazing i i loved it it feels connected and the story here is so great it's filled with a great mystery tension and adventure elements in it it also has no supernatural elements kind of is different for the series but at the same time i think it was welcomed and it was fresh what makes the story so well done for me is while they do pull the hey look there's the brother that's never mentioned in the last games who you thought was dead but He's actually a live card. Sam actually fits really well into the story. And they bring him in in a great story. They, It doesn't feel cheesy, basically. It doesn't feel cliche. I also love the backstory they kind of give you with Sam and Nathan as young kids. As they're kind of dealing with, one, how they get the name Drake. Because events in Uncharted 3, you know, that's not his name. How do they get that name? What sets them up on this life that they go on and... This story starts off with you see Drake in a normal 9-to-5, even turning down a chance of adventure because he promised Elena he wouldn't do that anymore. And Elena, honestly, is kind of just writing an adventure magazine articles. Like she's no longer doing the adventures on herself. You can just tell one scene really drives this fact home, that Drake misses the chase. I never felt like Drake cared that much for the treasure outside of the first game, but it was more the chase of finding it. The idea that he can find a lost city or whatever it may be not so much getting rich or famous is what drives Drake. So when Sam enters the picture with a chance to find a treasure that they have been chasing since they were kids that feels like their legacy to find, and he also has a very important reason why he needs Drake's help, Drake jumps on it. The catch is that Drake is going to lie to Elena to protect her only for her to find out and he almost loses her. You can tell in the beginning of the quest he is enjoying it. He is loving it. It's the chase. Then there's a moment where he runs into Elena and she knows what's up. And you can tell Drake drastically knows, uh oh I almost screwed this up. You can see that he is now worried that this chase is going to cost him Elena and you can see that it starts to get in Drake's mind of what really is important. At the same time Elena can see that he loves this lifestyle. Later in the game, toward the end, they actually have a conversation and she says, hey, maybe in us trying to be normal, we went too normal. And it sets up what they do post-game. And I, I just thought it was very fitting for the two. I loved it. While Sully is in this game, his relationship with Drake takes a backseat to Elena and Sam. And this is a good idea. As we have seen it, why Sully and Drake have the connection they do in the previous game. Sam is great because I thought going into it, Sam would just end up an enemy. He would turn on Drake and, you know, there would be some kind of friction there. But, no. Yes, he is somewhat of a troubled brother and he does have a lie in there that's a pretty big one. But he cares about Drake. As I've mentioned, the epilogue ends so well and it accomplishes two things for the story. First, we see what the future holds for everyone. And I always enjoy that kind of stuff. And secondly, Naughty Dogs uses it as a way of saying, this is the end of the Uncharted franchise. But... We want you guys to go out on a high note, we want to show the respect to the characters, and we want you guys to have that one last nostalgia drive as you finish the game. Graphics for this game are absolutely mind-blowing. Four years after release, I was still kind of shocked by just how good this game looks. Seriously, this is one of the best looking games I've ever seen. I have so many pictures from this game, back from when I first played it, even when I replayed it now, just kind of being in awe at how good it looks. Gameplay-wise, this game excels again. The chapters are not open world, but they are open areas. This leads to more options as far as combat and traversal goes. There's a new grappling hook, which almost adds, which also adds different combat attacks and ways to get from point A to point B. And it's really cool because I would find myself getting across an area and looking down and realize, oh, there were several different ways I could have win here. None of them's right, none of them's wrong. It just works very well. It just makes you appreciate the design they put in the game. And the combat, to me, was the best in the series. Yes, there are some times where you're going to be swamped by enemies, but there's not a lot of armored enemies, which was my issue in the previous games. So it feels more challenging without being frustrating, if that makes sense. While this game doesn't have one or two major set pieces, you're not going to go out of a plane in this one, there's nothing crazy, it still does have a ton of amazing moments, from a convoy scene that has you being dragged behind a vehicle, uh, exploding skeletons and several moments where the earth is falling from under your feet. <laughs> it just keeps the adventure high, there's constantly something going on. I think this works well, I think it prevents the story from shoehorning in big moments just to find a way to get to that moment. These all feel natural to the story, helps to keep it smooth and keeps the fun really high. Honestly, I have to give this game a 10. And this is me going back. Uh, the first playthrough I gave it a 9.75. Going through it again, this is this is up there. Upper echelon of gaming. I don't know what I would go back and change for it. I finished it the second time a few days ago and immediately was like, how do I move on from this game? That is what you want in gaming. That takes it to the masterpiece. Then you have Uncharted Lost Legacy. Now, Uncharted Lost Legacy started off as an expansion. But it became so much more. It's very reminiscent of the original games. It is a self-contained story. There's only a few minor references, and there's a character from the previous games. But it is fantastically done. What I love about it is you have Nadine, who is so cold and such a, not necessarily evil, but just a bad guy in Uncharted 4. But here, she's your partner, and you're Chloe, who's a franchise favorite, but you don't know much about her. But as you go through the chapters, you start to like Nadine. You get why she is. You see a little bit more personality out of her, but it still feels true to who she was in Uncharted 4. Meanwhile, Chloe starts to open up and you get a little bit more about her. She's not just some sultry, wisecracking adventurer as well. She's got her own story. You've got a great villain in it. And just some awesome set pieces. Chapter four is a really giant hub world with awesome stuff to see and do, excellent gameplay. It takes Uncharted 4, perfected formula and everything, and really just does it so well in this game. It's a full game. I I really recommend everybody playing this game, it is awesome. And when it's over with, you sit there and you go, Man, you know, I know Nathan's retired, but Dude, I would love an Uncharted game with these two women or potentially the third person in their group added as well. So, let lets you know that Uncharted, Nathan Drake may be done, but the Uncharted series may continue. And I, for one, after playing Lost Legacy, am perfectly fine with that. This game, honestly, it's right up there with it. It's a 9.5. I don't really know what to knock from it it it's great i can't wait to to see where it goes as well now if i'm gonna rank them i gotta be honest with you it's tough it really really is tough they're so great but number one uncharted 4 that game just hit me so hard especially the second time i played it number two i gotta say uncharted 3 drake's deception the reason i say that and i actually put that above lost legacy is the relationships in it, and just the simple fact of replaying it, loving it more than I had originally, it is crazy. Next is Lost Legacy. It is such a good game. Uh, it was tough to not put this right under four, but again, then I'm going to go with Uncharted 2, and then I'll go with the original Uncharted. You can't go wrong with any of these games, and honestly, if you're asking me, hey, as a franchise, all these games combined, what do you give it? To me, hey man, this isn't Hyper Bowl. This is a 10. This is one of the best gaming franchises in the history of gaming. There's not one game on here that I rank less than a 9. There's not one game on here that I felt was a letdown. And there's not one game on here that I would recommend skipping to get to the next game. All of these games are fantastic. This is a fantastic franchise. Do yourself a favor. Play them if you haven't already. Well guys, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. And Gmail as the Graveyard Gamer. Until next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.